Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Cone Phone. I'm Grant Cone. I'll be taking your calls for about the next hour, hour 15. Um, doing it a little earlier. I, I do it at 9 o'clock <clears throat> Saturday. You know, you can't just be <clears throat> cone phoning it up all day. But I do want to take your call, see what you guys think. Niners have won three in a row. They got the Saints tomorrow. I'm going to be there. This is the uh, the back stretch of the season, the final seven games before the playoffs, and it's getting serious. Um, Debo Samuel is questionable for this game with a hamstring injury. Uh, curious to know what you think about that. I'm thinking he's going to play. Um, I couldn't imagine he would let a little hamstring strain hold him out of a game in late November. Uh, I do think it's kind of interesting that he does have another little soft tissue strain. Not a good year for Debo Samuel. Not a good look coming off a big payday. I mean, the Niners were hesitant to give him all that money, and it wasn't because they didn't think he was good. It's be- they questioned his professionalism. You know, can you keep it going? Can you stay in tip-top shape like you were in your contract year? And so far, the answer is no. Been a little overweight, been a little out of shape the entire year, and now he's no longer the focal point of the offense. Used to be him. Now it's it could be anyone on any given day. It could be Debo, although when it, they give him the opportunities and do much with it, unless it's at running back. It's more Ayuk or McCaffrey or really anyone else. So I don't know. It's, it seemed like an interesting report. They didn't say it after the game. Popped up on Wednesday, said he didn't feel great. Okay. So now he's in the news all week and you're talking about Debo. That's it. It was interesting. When guys started to get phased out of the offense, all of a sudden it's like, is he going to play? Is he going to play? Is he going to play? If he doesn't play, would the Niners lose to the Saints? I don't know. Not necessarily. Anyway, I think he's going to play. I think this is one of those things where he's going to play. But we'll see. If he doesn't play, that would be a problem. For him, <laughs> you got to get on the field, Debo. They paid you a lot of money, for, and you said you were going to be a, uh, a model of professionalism and fitness. So far, not so good. All right, let's take some calls. Korean 49er. How are you doing, Grant? Very solemn look for you from you this morning. What's going on? I'm in my brother's place for Thanksgiving, so I'm I'm as peaceful as a pig in mud right now. Nice. Nice. Where yeah. is he in uh, Milwaukee too? No, he's in uh Spokane, Washington. I think he may have another oh. couple callers. I'm in his theater room right now, so nice. West Coast, love it. Yeah, it's all right. Went to see a Sharks game last week. It nice. was Barely attended, but wish the crowd was time. bigger, but it is what it is. So, okay. Um, I want to say, I think the same, I believe the Saints game is another winnable game. They seem to be a team that's been down without Sean Payton and a consistent quarterback. So, that should be another winnable game as the last this two team were. with no leadership. I mean, Payton Breeze gone now is like the coach isn't a leader. They have no quarterback. Some people want Jameis, some people want Andy Dalton. That's a team in disarray. Yeah, so they should do what they did against the Cardinals and get to put them out of the misery early. We can hope. So, uh, one one uh, last question. I'll let you go. My main concern for this team is the offensive right tackle, who is a pylon. Yeah, is there anybody on this current team that can do any worse than him on a starting basis? Rick H has the question here. Watson Poe, uh, Ismael Gutierrez are all worse than McTurn style. Well. That's a fair question. And it's like, he didn't give up any sacks in his last game, so everyone's cool. But I, I feel like it's waiting. It's it's lurking. It's it's a sack waiting to happen. I'd like to see McKivitz or Jalen Moore, but they're not going to do it. 
I don't know why. Uh, they're so brutally honest with every player on the team, and except for him. They always try to say that he's better than he is. Why do you think that is? I don't understand it. Well, the, well, John Lynch gave him that $10.9 million fifth-year option, which I was like, wow, I didn't think he would get that. But, hey, yeah. good for him. If you can get it, get it get it when you can. So, yeah. but, Hey, there's a, there's a possibility they bring him back next year. They, I mean, the, the way they talk about him, if, if he's – because I don't think there's going to be a big market for him. I get the feeling that they like him more than other teams like him. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because they drafted him. They spent a top 10 pick on him, and so they like don't want to admit that they're wrong. But I think that what they feel is that physically he's the player they wanted when they drafted him. It's just that he's a little mentally weak. Okay, that's a problem. You, you can't have a, a right tackle who's mentally weak. Like, I mean, frankly, no, no shot at Jaquaski Tart, but that was the issue with strong safety, and that's why you wanted to replace him. He dropped the, he dropped the interception. Why? He was, it was uncontested. Well, you felt the moment was too big for him. So you bring in a guy like Talanoa, who so far the moment hasn't been too big for him. McGlinchey has shown he's almost – he's been in the league a long time. Big moments are too big for him. The, the big third down in, at the end of the game with the season, it's too big. He's going to blow it. That's him. I don't understand why they keep having to learn that. He chokes. Right tackles choke too. And I mean, doesn't – won't they have? Won't the Saints line up Cameron Jordan against him every time, and see? And on third down, like when they're going to be bringing pressure, it's going to be from the right side, and they're going to try to overload him and confuse him. And you've seen that it can work. And I, I mean, you can knock him back with the DB. I mean, he's. Oh. But the, my thing with McGlinchey is he's always been. Oh, he's always oh. been a poor pass blocker, no power, not particularly quick. But he's supposed to be a good run blocker. Now all the big runs go to the left. So I don't understand what. How how he can't be improved upon? Tom Compton was a better run blocker than him last year. Yeah, so that's my only, that's my main concern. You have a nice rest of a uh, Thanksgiving weekend, Grant. You too. Good to see you. Always first. You got to give him respect. That's like a that's like a streak he's got going on. All right, the Hunter era. Grant. Good morning, Niner Nation. Good morning. I hope everybody had a a safe and awesome Thanksgiving. But it's time to get back to reality, and let's just let's address it. Are the 49ers, is it hype? I'm going to say yes, because I look at it like this. And Grant, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, they, who, who, have, who, who have they beat? No one. No one. Okay. Now, coming into the season, this was a team that was already predicted to be one of the top teams in the league. Now they sitting at six and four in the worst division in the league. And all of their wins have came against subpar teams. Yep. Them being first in the division, y'all are doing what you're supposed to do yep. at, at bare, at bare minimum, because right. really the six and four record, they should be more like what? Nine and one. Nine and one. Can, can we, they should on. be can more we, can like we, nine we, and one. Can we, can we compare the Niners to the Eagles? So the Eagles are nine and one. And yet everyone's like, you know, I don't know. Their quarterback's inexperienced and their coach hasn't done it. I mean, I like the Niners. The Niners are the team to beat in the NFC. The Niners are six and four. They've won nothing. They're not champions. They messed around the first half of the year, and yet they get more of the benefit of the doubt than the Eagles. I think it's interesting. Maybe the Niners are better than the Eagles, but I don't know. I don't get yeah, that. 
They definitely – I don't – I think if they play right now, I think the Eagles will probably win that game. If I'm just being all the way honest. I think the Eagles will probably win that game. Um, just because I feel like the Eagles have played more quality opponents. It's, it's a thin margin, right? It's a thin margin. They barely play teams better than the 49ers, but you got to look at the end result. The 49ers are six and four. The Eagles are nine and nine and one. Right. You know? Everything um, you say about the Eagles, like, well, I haven't faced anyone. Okay. Same with the Niners. At least the Eagles didn't you, give away games. Yeah. Exactly. And then if you look at the history of this team, like they, this team thrives in mediocrity, right? Like Jimmy Garoppolo is like the epitome of how this team thrives in mediocrity because any other organization would have already replaced Jimmy right now. They tried to replace Jimmy and they couldn't even do that right. And I understand Jimmy is playing good, but I left a comment in the chat. I said, Jimmy gets the most credit for doing the bare minimum. What he did against the Cardinals was the bare minimum. You're supposed to do that, right? But Andy Dalton did the same thing last week against the Rams and no one made a big deal about it. Three Andy touchdowns, Dalton, 150 quarterback rating. It's Andy Dalton. Against the I think was it against the Cardinals? Andy Dalton threw for like four touchdowns and ran for another one, had over 300 yards passing. Like he went nuts against the, the Cardinals too. Um, so look, man, Jimmy. All right, bro, you playing good. Let's see it in the playoffs. Uh 49ers. Y'all done won three straight games. Okay, let's see you take it all the way to the playoffs, win a Super Bowl. The standard was supposed to be a Super Bowl, but now we celebrating regular season wins. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's good enough for them to be like, hey, we're the best team on paper right now. We've proven ourselves. No, like, it's not about being the best team on paper at Thanksgiving. It's about actually winning the Super Bowl. And I still feel like they celebrated losing the Super Bowl three years ago and said, you know what? We should have won. We were better. It doesn't matter. No one cares. Yeah. Do it. The fan base, they're going to disagree because they – I'm a fan, but I'm a realistic fan, right? Mm-hmm. So the fan base is always going to have this just natural, oh, if you're not – if everything we're saying about the team is not positive, then mm-hmm. we're really not for the team. But, guys, you got to stop and realize these guys are getting paid millions of dollars to play this game, millions of dollars to coach this mm-hmm. game. If they underperforming, they underperforming. It's not like we're being unfair or unbiased. We Look at it, losing to the Bears – Losing, I, I let the Chiefs game go. Chiefs are a good team. Uh, sure. Losing to the Broncos. Like, it's not like we, if the four losses was to the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, teams like that, all right, cool. We, you know, you you lost the good teams. But when you're losing to the lowest of the low, I don't care how the loss came, that's unacceptable. And I think a lot of fans speak from a point of view of, hey, I'm just – a fan watching the game. If you played sports before for real, you know, oh no, nah, that's unacceptable on, on any level, even Pop Warner. You losing to teams you shouldn't be losing to, it's unacceptable, period. And any any recognition that you get hyped during this, any recognition you get during this regular season is purely hype because you haven't shown us that you can do anything. You lost the Super Bowl, then yep. you came back and lost an NFC championship game after a season in between that when you were outright losers. That is a degrade. That's that's you degrading. Yeah, you're degrading. You went from losing the Super Bowl to an NFC championship. There's nothing to celebrate about that. No, period. No, but and don't. And, and, and when you beat a, another division opponent that's under 500, don't stand up and beat your chest and say we're back. Back? You didn't win anything. <laughs> you're still on the quest to prove yourself. And that's what I don't like about this team. Like 
The Eagles are on the quest to prove themselves, but they're a young team that hasn't been there and everyone's doubting them. The Niners are like, we've been here. We've proven ourselves. We're the best. No, you haven't proven yourself. No, you're not. You're not champions. And you still should have that chip on your shoulder that you have accomplished something you haven't done. But the Niners have this attitude like, it's, give it's us our flowers. It's one person on this organization that seems like, hey, I got something to prove. And I'm a, if, I'm not going to say one. I'm going to say two. Two entities okay. on this team to say, I got something to prove and I'm going to prove it. That's Brandon Ayuk. Yep. Y'all don't, I ain't forget last summer, y'all was, y'all was crapping on that man. Mm -hmm. I've been saying he better than Debo. If you, if mm -hmm. you can't turn on the film and see that, I'm not even going to bother arguing with you. And the defense, the defense is playing like they That's got true. something to prove. Demico. It don't matter. It don't matter Demico. if they, if they 10 play 10 injuries on the, on that side of the ball. True. It don't matter if it's they full strength. They playing with the same intensity, the same sense of urgency. Also, every Elijah Mitchell. Game. Elijah Mitchell. Oh, Elijah Mitchell. Elijah. We're not even going to. I'm going to tell you what. If Kyle get into that, only want to use him as a closer, we're not going to win the Super Bowl. You got to yeah. work him in all through all phases of the game. Through all He's got to be part of the, of the opening script. Yep. Yeah. All definitely. right, man. Great call, man. Great stuff. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. Right. He's now a regular. He kills it. All right, we got Karan and then Josh Wyatt. Karan. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I had a great Thanksgiving. How about you? Same, same. Good. All right. Um, so a couple of things. The thing that worries me about the 49ers is them going up against the Vikings, say, fourth quarter, divisional playoff, and it's like a touchdown, six-point game. Who's going to cover Jefferson? <laughs> Like, right. like, right? That's that's what I. Who's gonna cover yeah. Lamb if it's Dallas, right? So the 49ers have to kind of have to establish themselves really quick and kind of shut down that piece of it because, you know, to me, they gotta play Womack. Is that the the, rook, the, the rookie? Yeah. Um, yeah. To me, he looks he the ball much like Hufunga finds him in, in a good way, in a good way. He looks like he's a playmaker. For some reason, they're very hesitant on playing him. Lenore has been great, but Lenore hasn't gone up against like a quality number two or an A1 yet. Mm -hmm. I'm very interested to see how he goes up against, you know, um, Landry or the Saints wide receivers this week. So it'll be interesting to see. And then the following week, it's going to get much harder. Uh, I think based off what how well they do against Miami because to me Miami kind of very similar offenses obviously but they've got the weapons that Dallas has they have mm -hmm. the weapons that the Vikings have if they can hold their own against Miami that will be a good confidence builder for them in the playoffs and then the second point I wanted to ask you is that that's the one thing I want to say about like I've been kind of poo-pooing these last three games but uh they're big confidence boosters and going into yeah. Kansas City, losing to the Falcons was not the way to go into Kansas City. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you need some confidence boosters to go into the playoffs, and they've, they've had some of those recently. That's good. So, so the, you know, the Atlanta game is the one game out of all of them I kind of forgive because, to me, they were hurt. They were hurt. That was just like uh, the Chargers game. As, as a Charger hurt. fan, you're really going to be mad at the 49er loss. You had no offense, right? You were – and it works both ways, right? You catch a team at the right time, and yeah, and, and I don't. And, and you know what? The Patriots for 15 years played in a garbage division. No one was above 500. They were, but they took care of business. They had an easy schedule, and I think, you know, the 49ers need to replicate that just to get into the dance and then make the tweaks. My other question is, is that you know, there's a theme that Jimmy is different 
Jimmy is is statistically he may not be different. I think you showed that. Very very similar. But do you think like the eyeball test? He looks a little bit different. He looks different. Not in a good way. In a good in, in a good way. Right now, I think he does. And I think um, to me, the biggest it thing does is, look is like that, he's throwing with a little bit more zip than last. Even if the numbers are the same, it looks like he's throwing with a little bit more zip than last year. It does look like he's making better decisions than last year, forcing fewer passes into double coverage. But I just want to say it's only been eight games, and I think the test for him is like do it for 17, do it for the playoffs, stay healthy. You know, because we've, we've, even though I'm very down on Jimmy, to his credit, he's had very good stretches in his career. He's done certain similar things, and I would call this a stretch. Two months, eight games. Keep it going, Jimmy G. Yeah. Keep it going. No, no I agree. Yeah. And, 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 if he, and if he wants to get paid, he's got to do it in the playoffs. Because if he can do it again, in the playoffs. Last year, last year, weren't we talking about, like, oh, man, the Niners – they might just trade Jimmy for a first round. Like at this time last year, people were getting real greedy with their aspirations of what Jimmy was going to bring back. And then it all fell apart because of an injury or two. So curious. The, the 49ers botched that one because had they done something, because I think they're going to kick themselves. Because if you look at all the teams that passed on Jimmy, with the exception of maybe the commanders, all of them, their coaches are either fired. Yeah. They're not doing better than the 49ers. The replacement yeah. was actually better. Right. And right. it's very interesting to see will those organizations make the same mistake twice. Maybe they'll overcorrect. Maybe they're like, you know what? We were too skeptical of Jimmy. He played well. I'm gonna give him a five year contract. And then someone's gonna give him that five year contract and they'd be like, all right, let's call up Jimmy and give him the playbook and be like, you know what? Jimmy hasn't called us back for two weeks. <laughs> don't, don't, Have you seen Jimmy Garoppolo? No, maybe don't they ask Jimmy. Yeah. No, nah, no, he went dark. No. And in fact, he actually doesn't respond in the offseason like oh we should have known that yeah I, I i don't jimmy in a contract year jimmy when he's marketing he, himself as a real pro jimmy when he's got five years left on his deal yeah i, I, can't, I can't i can't i, I can't know. argue with that i can't I argue know. with that i i find it if i call it the armstead uh way of doing contract you know you play your best year and all of a sudden uh you're nowhere to be found or you know, you're just uh, is not glamorous and it's not fun. Seven, six days of the week. And I think there are very few people that are really into that grind. But when you're trying to get the contract, you're always marking yourself as I'm the ultimate pro. I love practice. I love meetings. It's like, no, you don't. Jerry Rice did. Tom Brady does. I don't know about you. And that's why, to me, Bill Belichick does not give out contracts. He's just like, okay, you want to get paid? The Cleveland Browns are welcome. They're right over there. And if when, when, when they spit you up and, and cut you, I wanted you to come on, right? That's how he does business. I'm just saying he does. the Niners he are very anyone. sentimental with their players. Like, oh, you're a true pro. You're a true pro. It's like, oh, how come he can't replicate his – I don't know, man. I don't know. It, it'll be very interesting to see where he goes because I, I do think that the longer he plays well, you're going to hear more and more chirping. Are the 49ers going to bring him back? They and they can't bring him back. They I don't can't keep afford him back. to. They, I don't think they can't. Is he going to play for $15 million? Unless they want to choose uh, him over Nick Bosa. Yes, that was my second. That was the third thing. It's either Jimmy or Bosa. Pick which one you want because you're not going to get both. This is yeah, a monopoly. You choose one Italian stallion, not two. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Only one? Correct. I'm Italian, so I can say that. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Karan. Good to see you, man. See you later. Bye. Take care. All right. All right. Josh Wyatt. How you doing, my man? Finest. How you doing, man? <laughs> man, I loved that game last week. That was fun. Yeah. It went exactly as you – what you wanted, you got. I got exactly what I wanted. So I can't move the goalpost, right? I can't move the goalpost no, and say – I was waiting for yeah. you to explain why, me why that, that was good. I mean, so 
I am a little nervous about the entire national media all of a sudden piling on the 49ers as the favorite. Every time. Every time they win a game. And you don't uh, want to see that because you know the 49ers mentality. They eat it up. Oh, they my God. That, that team From loves the to, to the coach to the players. They eat it up. They love to smell their own farts, man. They love it. Love it's it. Just, <laughs> That's my issue with the culture of this team. They're supposed so, to be. They say we don't listen to the noise. You can't get enough of the noise. Yeah. So here's a a real reason why the 49ers are being hyped up the way they are is because nobody believes in the rest of the NFC. The rest of the NFC is Fugazi. I mean, from week to week, those are some really really flawed teams you've got in the NFC. You've got the Vikings. The Eagles haven't looked good for three weeks. The Eagles haven't looked good for three weeks. And the Eagles benefited from a ridiculous turnover uh, differential in the first six weeks of the season. Of course, you're going to blow out teams when you got a plus 20 differential through week seven. Like, the that's gonna... the kind of team that could go 15 and two and lose in the first round. I'm just saying the Niners are the ton- kind of team that could go 13 and four and lose in the first round. I don't you know, the Eagles are the kind of team that could. The Eagles are the kind of team that could have everything go sideways, get blown up in one, blown out in one game, get punched in the jaw, find out they have a glass jaw, and never show up again. Right? Like, that's, that, that's why nobody believes in any of these teams. Everybody's seen the Niners in the playoffs. Everybody's seen how how physical and tough Their that defense is. is. Everybody knows yep. what you have to deal with in the cold weather trying to tackle Debo Samuel or yep. trying to figure out a way to stop that running game when you're just getting pounded on the other side of the ball. So yep. what they're hyping is the known. And the 49ers... I mean, they have all the ingredients of a team that can make a deep run against this NFC, right? Yeah, it's not no – it's, and it's fun being relevant. Remember, when they made the McCaffrey trade, I said, oh, yeah, they're, they're making this move because they don't want to be irrelevant. They mm-hmm. want to be relevant, and it's going to make them relevant, and they will be. And, by the way, McCaffrey's their best wide receiver. I mean, <laughs> he's – he has – I didn't, I underestimated how good he is as a receiver. He's got he's every – He's he's better as a receiver than he is as a running back. And he's better as a running back than he is as a receiver. His route tree has every route combination of any slot receiver in the NFL. He is that good. He I mean, he is the the best slot receiver that they've had on this team um in a in a long time. Yeah. Right? Um and that's what I wanted to talk about today is what's so great about Jimmy Garoppolo now. Well, they're building an offense that he can operate. And you ask yourself, well, what does that mean? Well, have you have you ever stopped and wondered why it is that Shanahan has never had a successful quarterback, right? I mean, how many quarterbacks have succeeded in Shanahan's system? Exactly one. For one for year. One season. Yeah. Exactly right. one time we've seen a quarterback succeed in Shanahan's system. Yeah. Are we thinking maybe at this point it's because Shanahan doesn't adjust his offense to match the quarterback and the talent that he has? Obviously. And that, Obviously. And He's that, like, I want to I want to run outside zone and I want to run play action off of that because that's what my dad did and that's what I'm going to do. Right. It, it, it doesn't matter so, who he has. Yeah. So was was that McCaffrey trade for 
for Shanahan? Or was that McCaffrey trade for Jimmy Garoppolo? Was that finally the acceptance that, hey, we're going to run the Jimmy Garoppolo offense this year because we want to win football games? Because have you ever seen a team that is more like Super Bowl or bust than this 49ers? Because look at the future. What does the future hold for this team if they don't pull it the, together the this could be year? The, hey, look at the Rams right now. That could be the Niners in a year or two. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it, yeah. it's this year or or you don't know what you got. Or you tear it down and, and build around Trey in the future. That's You know what I mean? It's like, it could be that. Right. So, yeah. so now finally they're going, okay, well, we're going to build, we're going to give Jimmy Garoppolo every opportunity to succeed, right? And Good. And and that's a that's a John Lynch move, right? So if you look at the history of the 49ers under John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, all of the big moves have been, you know, for Kyle Shanahan's weapons, right? All of the moves are let's get him a running back, let's trade up for a wide receiver, let's let's go get him the best left tackle in the league. They just keep yeah. on adding and adding capital to Kyle Shanahan's offense. And John Lynch is sitting in the background cap cobbling together a defense out of like, you know, matchbook covers and this number one defense in the league. And why oh, could John Lynch let me come back to McCaffrey? You asked, did, did they bring him in for Jimmy or for Kyle? I think they brought him in for Kyle. I think what Kyle was thinking was, I want to run outside zone. I want to get to the edge. Jeff Wilson can't get there. He's an inside zone runner. Have Elijah Mitchell can't get there. Debo can't get there anymore. And then they brought him in. They're like, damn, Elijah can't. I mean, Christian can't get there either. Okay, our running game isn't working. Christian McCaffrey, a four-four-five guy. He's not getting to the outside. Can't get there either. And so now they're actually using him as a receiver. I don't know. Yeah. I think they figured it out on the fly. I don't think so. I think that no one looked at Christian Kyle McCaffrey. You, you think they did this move for Kyle? I think they did yeah. this move for Jimmy. I think John Lynch still has a boner for Jimmy Garoppolo. And right. I think if I think if you really ask John Lynch in his most honest moments, whether he wants Trey Lance to work out or whether he would rather have win a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo, I think Jimmy Garoppolo all the way. That's That's John Lynch's baby. That's his foundational piece for the start of this franchise. And I think that, you know, John Lynch... He's a serious player. He he's not he's not Kyle Shanahan's backup boy like we thought he's been for the last six years. He's put together an incredible defense out of almost not uh, almost no resources. Third and fourth round picks. You know his only foundational first rounder was what, you know Bosa. But other than that, he packed it together and. Giving them the bet, and then just giving Kyle everything he wants. Hey, what do you want? What do you need? I'll mortgage the future. What do you want? What do you want? I think at this point, John Lynch is going. You better win with the team I've got. Yeah, and I'm going to give Can't you a weapon me. that fits. Can't yeah, blame I'm, me. Look at my team. I'm gonna give, yeah, I'm going to give you a weapon that fits with what Jimmy Garoppolo does, and you're going to do what Jimmy Garoppolo does because we need to win. I think right, before I let you go, answer Ivan's question. What's Ivan's question? If ten keeps playing like this, can we win number six? Oh my God. Um, I think that we could win the sixth Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. I really do. I just don't know if Kyle Shanahan can win number six. I don't think that you can win a Super Bowl with a coach that doesn't like the quarterback that he has, that doesn't fundamentally want the quarterback that he has. I, right, I like think Kyle's trusting him person. now. Will Kyle trust him in January? 
When Jimmy yeah, throws Kyle's one interceptable pass in the first playoff game, what's Kyle going to do? Because we saw what happened in 2019. Jimmy threw one pass against Minnesota. And it was like, oh, that's it. Well, we're running the ball the rest of the time. Yeah, if they do that, if they shell up because they lose confidence in Jimmy Garoppolo, then they're going to – yeah, it's over. I mean, he has to care. He has to take them there because every team that wins a Super Bowl, their quarterback takes them there. You got to give, give, give him a chance, yeah. But you can't take the ball out of his hands and then expect that you're still going to get it done. Yeah, it's like – they took the ball out of his hands for weeks at the end of 2019. Then in the fourth quarter, they're like, hey, Jimmy, hit this long shot to uh, Emmanuel. What? <laughs> Good luck. What quarterback hits that pass when nobody has any – when everybody on the team is screaming that they have no confidence in him? What quarterback like makes that pass? That's like asking a, a basketball player to hit a three at the buzzer when you haven't let him hit a, shoot a three all year. It's like, yeah, good luck, yeah. dude. Yeah. You killed his confidence, <laughs> and now you need him to hit it. Josh, great stuff, dude. Have a good one, man. All right. You t- take care. <clears throat> got you. Drew Bear 89 says, uh, as a fan, if these guys are so great, why do I have anxiety before every game? I still haven't had that. We got this feeling. They need to be humble. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you on that. It's just a it's a very unhumble team. All right, man. Let's let's keep it moving. Bree. What's up? You're uh, muted. Just got to press that little. Uh, there you go. What's going on, Brett? How you doing, man? All right. I'm good, man. How's your holiday? It was it was very good. It was nice. How about yours? Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. Uh, pretty chill, family. You know, that's how it goes. Hey, man. So, um... <laughs> say it again. Can you hear me? Say it again. Yeah, I got you. I say, I'm trying to make it. A, I'm trying to make it a habit to come. Man, I, you, you, your voice keeps cutting out at the end of that sentence. Say it one more time. I say, I'm trying to make a habit. It keeps happening. I don't know. Something's yeah. wrong with your microphone, man. You uh, called me it? last time, and I swear, like half your words drop out. Really? Okay. Is it yeah, like that sure. now? All right, go ahead. Okay. Uh, what, can, can you hear me now? No? I'm good? Okay. All right. So um, I said I was trying to make a happen. Nah, man. I, you got, I don't know. You got to get some AirPods or something. I swear I can't, I can't hear you. I'm sorry, Bree. I'm okay. sorry, dude. I, I'll call, I'll right, call back. Call back, right. call back in. Call back in. That's the strangest thing. Was I the only one that could only hear half of what he was saying? Sorry about that. All right. AK. Hey, what's up, buddy? Happy Thanksgiving to you and Pops. Happy Thanksgiving to you. I appreciate it. So uh, going back to one to your previous caller about the, the McCaffrey trade, I believe it was the locker room that convinced John Lynch to make that trade because I don't know if you read the story, but when George Kittle found out about it, he literally threw his – video game controller through the screen because he was so happy and even Debo as well was like really happy because they felt like it would give Jimmy that outlet and I think it's the locker room that's most behind Jimmy you're telling me George Kittle destroyed his television not destroyed but he was literally that happy like he threw his he was he threw his controller down while he's playing a video game Google that I've never broke a toy of mine out of happy no he didn't break that's just me he didn't break it, but he just threw it like <laughs> out of That's excitement. Funny. Excitement, huh? Yeah. So I believe huh. the locker room. It's that not that he was going to be getting less targets. No, but he felt like with McCaffrey. I destroyed my outlet. man cave because I was so happy. I'm just kidding. I'm I'm sorry. I'm a jerk. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure that kid super happy. Yeah, because now he's super happy. Yeah, because now they're open. They can get open targets <laughs> over the middle. Yeah. So That's that was what, one. That's what's going on in the locker room right now. But anyway, the best part is when Debo plays in a game and then comes to the postgame press conference and then everyone asks him about Christian McCaffrey. That's my favorite. So what's it like playing with Christian? And he's like, 
I was an all pro last year. Why don't you ask Christian what it's like playing with me? Sorry, dude, bro. Sorry, bro. But anyway, so I believe this hype is real, and I wanted to give you some hard data on why I feel so. So in the last three games, since the you know Christian McCaffrey has been a full-time player, I'm not counting the Kansas City game since he was just part-time, Jimmy has thrown six touchdowns and zero interceptions. So that's, that's number one. Number two, third down conversions, third and long, when everyone knows the ball is coming out. Over 40% conversion rate on third and long. That's high. Yeah. Damn. Higher than the the average. The average seems like 29%. That's what I'm saying. Okay. And then number three, I don't know if you've noticed this trend. In the beginning of the season, we score in the first and second quarter when on script. But then that's it. Last mm-hmm. three games, on the other hand, start slow, but then score as as the game goes on. Uh, and then do you I don't know if you've noticed, we've scored more points in the second half of each of these last three games than the first half. Mm-hmm. It's so impressive. I have noticed. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So and last but not least, because we're pacing ourselves. Zero major injuries in the last three games. Yeah. That's right. So, well, I, I believe, you know, what we're doing. It seems is, like if, if, if the Niners keep up this pace, they're never going to lose again or get hurt. Well, I can't say never, but I'm feeling encouraged in the fact that not only are we winning, but minimizing any, any injuries. That's a good, that, that's what you want is to win games and not get hurt along the way. I mean, you can't do any better than that. Exactly. Yeah. And I think we'll know where we are more against Miami when we play two receivers who got speed. Not is it possible that Christian McCaffrey is the reason the Niners aren't getting hurt anymore? Because he went to Stanford. He's a very smart guy. Maybe he's helping the training staff. I, I mean, I do think so in a way, yes. Because see? now Debo and Kittle don't see Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, Juszczyk don't have to run in the clogged middle because a lot of that attention is going toward McCaffrey. That's right. Yeah, I agree. I think Christian McCaffrey has pretty much made the 49ers way better. I think he's made Kyle a better coach. I think he's made Jed a better owner. He's made me a better blogger. I don't know if he's made Kyle a better coach. He's made you a better caller in her. I still think we're winning in spite of Kyle. (laughs) Yeah, well, maybe Christian McCaffrey, give him a couple more weeks with Kyle. Kyle figured out. I went to Stanford. All right, AK, good stuff. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Take care. Rick H. says, maybe McCaffrey's work ethic will be good influence on Debo. It's been a good influence on everyone. I am a better person because Christian McCaffrey has come into my life. Ever since I've accepted Christian into my life. <laughs> I'm sorry. Big Tone. Hey, yo, what's up, Grant? How you doing, man? What's up? Good. How you doing, man? Pretty good, man. How's your Thanksgiving? It was good. How about yours? I got sick on Tuesday, so I had to stay home by myself. You got COVID or you just got sick sick? No, nah, I just got sick. Oh, are you feeling all right now? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good now. It's always nice to spend Thanksgiving by yourself. Sorry. I'm so sorry. It sucks. Yeah. It's all good, man. You're like, so oh, time out. Like, I'll be back. I'll be- <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll be back. Yeah, yeah. Missed a little bit of work, but when it got busy, but I'll be back. Nice. Nice. So the Niners, man, I mean, uh, you know what I was thinking with Christian McCaffrey? Tell me. Uh, you know, uh, Trent Taylor, back when he was good, his rookie year. He was a nice little outlet for Jimmy Garoppolo as a slot like receiver. It. That's true. That was his guy. That was his guy. I mean, every t- I mean, 
usually supposed to be tight end, right? George Kittle, but George Kittle's kind of was your main receiver, but he was always a good little relief kind of route for him. He would find him in little places, and that's kind of what Chris McCaffrey is doing right now. That's I mean, he's call. better than Trent Taylor, but just another little relief valve out there. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of been the, the Patriots' style of offense the last 10 years, the quick slot receiver, the, click, the quick scat back, and now he's got that guy, which is good for him. Because really, what he, wants to, what he wants to do is get the ball in the shotgun and throw it as quickly as possible, and he needs guys who are open now. And so that's McCaffrey. And as far as the running game, uh, Elijah Mitchell, man, we need to give him the ball a little bit more. He's Not, really good. We don't have to wait to the third quarter to give him the ball. He's averaging like damn near six yards a carry. You're, it's, you're allowed to give it to him early in the game and just win it early. It seems like when he's rolling and healthy, you just win. So <laughs> why hold back? And I think, you know, you don't need to give him like a whole quarter. At least give him, you know, give McCaffrey five carries in a row to kind of get settled in, get started, try to get some momentum. If it's not working, get the ball to Mitchell. Yeah, pretty much. Because, frankly, the running game with McCaffrey hasn't been so great so far. It's the passing game with McCaffrey that's working. When you want to run the ball and impose your will, 25 is getting it done. But you can see that he is making an impact on the team regardless of how the running is, just his threat. Coming out of the backfield and safeties and linebackers having to account for, okay, what's this guy going to do? It just makes yeah. a whole difference with everything going on. Agree. Agree. Yep. Yep. And uh, any uh, progress on uh, Armstead? He came back to practice this week. I know he's not playing. I mean, that's obviously some kind of good sign that he's practicing, right, on the field? It sounds like progress. It seems like the Niners are trying to go as slow as possible with Armstead and I think we all agree that this, the toughest set, stretch of the season starts next week with Miami. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were privately circling that game all along. So the fact that he could get out there for one day this week makes me think that he's, if the, everything goes well, no setbacks, he should be out there Wednesday before the Miami game. I'm thinking. He's on, and Drake Greenlaw is okay that. too, right? I think so. I didn't hear anything so, after that. He just, what, just kind of got a sore wrist or anything? I didn't hear anything so. after that, right? Yeah, okay. I, the bigger question, I think, is Debo, but I th again, he should probably play. Oh, with the hamstring? Yeah. 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 I don't, I youth though, man. He's a man. Absolutely. I like him. I mean, it's funny. Last year they were having their problems, but I think this year Jimmy's like, damn, this is the guy to throw to. He's always open. I mean, like, hey, when a guy's <laughs> always open, it makes your job easier, right? D Jimmy just feeds the guy who's on a contract push. Last year it was Debo. This year it's Ayuk. I mean, he's, it's the way it goes. It's human nature, man. Like Ayuk is on a freaking mission, and he's been very consistent since May. So let him. What the hell are they going to do, do about that when that situation arises when it's time to pay Ayuk? I know that's not like right dire right now, but what are they going to do when it comes to that? They better Everyone do the right thing. Bosa. They better do the right thing and not do what they did with Buckner. I still never get over that. Mm. But um, man. I don't know. I don't really got All much right. to say. I'm still kind of getting over being sick and stuff. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Santa Rosa, actually. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I used to write for the Santa Rosa Press Democrat. My dad wrote there, too. I was a friend at the Press Democrat one time. Oh, yeah? Yeah, in the Human Resources Department. Probably when I was 16, I was like, hey, is uh, I asked, was your dad here? Is Bob Padecki here? They're like, no. They don't really work here. They work at the office. Like, I really sure. thought, like, uh, your dad would want to answer some sports questions from a 15-year-old kid. But he I was might have. But he came up to that office like maybe four times a year at Tops. Yeah. We live in Oakland. Anyway. Yeah, I didn't realize that at all. I just thought everyone yeah. that worked for the press Democrat at the time worked there. Lived in Santa Rosa. 
It was a pleasure to meet you, Big Town. You too, man. Thanks for taking my call, man. Have a good weekend. All right, take care. Easy O. How you doing? You're muted. You just got to press the little mic button on your screen. There yeah. you go. Yeah, good morning, Grant. Thanks for having me on. Hey, sure. so um, going back to the Mexico game, um, I think you were talking about how surprised you were that there were so many uh, 49er fans in Mexico City. So I no do one know, told me. Yeah, so I do know a few uh, Niner fans that did make the trip down there, uh, one. So there might have been a lot of people traveling in. Uh, but two, so my dad was born in 68, so he grew up with, um, you know, John Montana, Steve Young, and all that. And he he went to college in Mexico City. And uh, Te- Televisa, which is the biggest TV network in Mexico, uh, had a contract back in the 80s uh, with um, TV networks out here. And the Boom. Cowboys and the Niners would play all the time. So if you weren't if you weren't a Niners fan, you were probably a Cowboys fan, too. That's so, so interesting. And all his yeah, buddies really were Cowboys. Yeah, all his buddies were Cowboys fans. So he wanted to be a contrarian and became a Niners fan. And um, I actually grew up in Mexico until I was 10. And I was a Niners fan by default. And I started watching them when Jeff Garcia, uh, T.O. were on the come up and stuff. And then uh, Sean Hill, Tim Ray, um, Tim Reddy, or whatever his last Tim Ray, whatever that guy's name was. Ray, Nate Davis. <laughs> So. See, I went I went to school in L.A., and uh-huh. I expected it would be like that. I thought, you know, the Niners are the brand out in the West Coast. They're going to play Niner games. No. It was it was like Cowboys, Packers, Giants. They played a bunch. Of, so I don't know what the hell that was about. Maybe that's just about transplants in L.A., but in Mexico City, it's it's Cowboys, Niners, huh? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, at it's least for my dad's uh, generation. But um, my dad's 54 now. Uh, I'm 27. Um, but I do know a lot of uh, my generation out in Mexico City are Patriots fans too, because mm, of you know the success that Tom Brady had and and all that stuff. My ago. wife grew up in Fiji, and then she moved to the Inland Empire down in Southern California, and now she's up here with me. And she, she's like, "Why are there so many 49er fans?" And it's like that's a good question. It's a good question, but it has everything to do with the '80s. Everything yeah. to do with the '80s. It's all yeah. so everyone that. that travels around and follows his team watches his channel probably has some emotional tie to those teams in the 80s me included yeah 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 but um right on well i just wanted to come on and um if nobody had told you i just wanted to bring to your attention (laughs) thank you so much man i I appreciate it it was very interesting all right have a good one take care all right um wtm says i'm thankful for kyle i don't want mike mccarthy i feel you on that uh, I don't want Matt LaFleur. Well, hey, it's, it's, it's important to be thankful for something on Thanksgiving. Guys, that's the end of the show. Thanks for watching. I'll be back tomorrow when the Niners play the Saints. It'll be an interesting one.